Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Conversation with Trans Smith. I'm your host, Trans Smith. Today is probably one of my biggest episodes yet. I have a legendary hip-hop artist of the rap duo Super Lover C and Casanova Rudd. They have the hits, Girls, I've Got Them Locked, Do the James, Super Casanova. Please welcome my friend and my guest, the legendary Super Lover C. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like that? How you like that introduction? Hey, that's, that was an introduction, man. That was my <laughs> introduction. I love it. <laughs> but you know what? Time, I know, right? I was just like recently, I think I told you this before on my birthday this year. I had, um, I found some of the stuff that we had done in the past. Yeah. Like I found old CDs. I found even some dats. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was going, just going through stuff. And, um, one of my favorite things that we did together that you did for me uh, was uh, living my life the way I'm living. Yes. And um, I was just, I said, oh my God, this still sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It still sounds good. And I learned so, I just want you to know before we start, I learned so much from you about production, about hooks, about just so you have an incredible ear. And I just want to thank because that's always stayed with me. And thank I just want I just want to thank you for that. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right. So I want to talk about the group because when I met you, I didn't know much about you. Okay. Because when you came out, I wasn't living in America. I was living overseas. So because wow. your album came out in 1988, right? Girls that's in Lock right. Got a Lot. Yeah. So tell me that journey up to getting there. Um, how did you start? Did you do the whole thing where you did the rap battles? Did you do, you know, how did you, what was, how did you get started? It's an interesting story. You know, um, <clears throat> one thing about Super Lover Scene Casting Over Brothers, we were really connected, like a DJ or anything like that, you know? Right. Um, you know, some of the DJ groups, Disco Twins and all those people that were out there, you know, all the jams in the parks. I mean, which was frequent. Right. It was very frequent in my neighborhood in the story of Queens. Right. And we just weren't, we didn't have that connection with them. They had their little groups, you know, story projects had who they thought should get on the mic and who should, you know, perform when everybody was jamming in the park. And we just weren't it. These are mm -hmm. little quiet guys who lived in the back, right? Right. <laughs> so um it was something that that we did, I guess, privately, as far as DJing and MCing, and we got a little name, you know, but no one took us serious. Right. Next thing you know, um, I decided, hey, I'm gonna go to this rap. You know, there's nobody mm -hmm. there, it's all biased, you know, nobody, um, you know, nobody's gonna say, well, those guys, we don't we know them, they can't rap or whatever. So we took we took it out of our neighborhood. Um weren't known for rapping and, and DJing and went into, you know, a whole nother arena. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a rap battle, <laughs> excuse me. And mm -hmm. we ran into some of the, you know, famous artists like Kwame and and Kid and Play and 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 a whole bunch to name a few, you know, before they even started, you know? Mm -hmm. And um that's when we got our notoriety. 
Okay. Uh, so, you know, it was at the USA Roller Skating Wing out in Queens. Oh, wow. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So we, we made a name out there. So one point, you know? Okay. One point. And um, started started competitions. First competition came in third place. Was excited. You know, that wasn't a loss. What? Came in third, right? Right. Next, went to the next competition, came in second place. And the next thing you know, boom. You know, third competition, I was in first place. And the way that um, the gentleman, Jerry Waterman, he was like the manager who ran the place. Uh, uh -huh. he, did them, he did them twice a year. So you had one in the fall and you had one in the so that's right. why we did it. So we did them back to back. Um, ran into DJ Scrap. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these like wonderful names, you know, right? Of some of these big stars that you know that that, and it's like wow. But we all came up together. I mean, you know, I met Scratch when he was at uh, he was at an amateur level, you know, he was talented, but at an amateur level. Right. Same thing with myself. Eventually, and, and just to kind of bring it together, DJ Scratch did a DJ, was part of the DJ competition, and I was part of the rap competition. We both won. And eventually, we got the opportunity to tour the USA mm. roller skating rings on the East Coast. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they, it was actually a chain organization. So how did you guys get, um, uh, you and Red, get signed? So that was part of it. It's part of the whole so we uh -huh. ended up um having a, a a what they call like a all of the um a final, a final. so everyone who won so you know, and the third one point but some first right so uh -huh. all those people who made first place and eventually i did too we all came together and we balanced uh -huh. each other it came down to me and master ace Matched it. So, for, so this particular competition at this point led to who was going to get a deal with Marley Mall. Ah. Uh, All right. Mm -hmm. So, master. There are some details. You guys can't know that until we talk. Until you read. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to we'll that get later. To that, so. <laughs> gave you a little something to go with later alright All right. <laughs> so so yeah so there was a little some details that had to go with, that went along with the whole Master Ace winning and I found you know years later um, but he got the deal and I was approached by DNA who mm -hmm. was, who was um, one of the founders of the DNA Hank Love radio show and I think Hank Love Mm -hmm. and half kind. Uh, so it was three of them on the show. They were actually the judges. So DNA didn't judge, but half kind and half kind and Hank Love did. But we'll talk okay. about that. <laughs> okay. A little time. Is that gonna be in the book too? That's that's the part of the no, that's the part of the stuff that's in the book. So I found out later. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> so <laughs> so what ended, up, what ended up happening was DNA approached me. I found out that water that was a big inspiration. He thought I was mm -hmm. great. He thought I was humble. Um, he thought I deserved it. And what he did was yeah. he, he went to DNA and said, you know, somebody needs to give this kid a deal. He deserves it. You know, he's really good. You know? 
And uh-huh. they came up and says, hey, man, are you interested? And I said, yes, of course. He gave me his card. He says, give me a call when you're ready. And I was like, wow. So I had a straight face. I was cool. I mean, right. I, was real, I was real cool with it, man. I walked away. I went outside. <laughs> I walked all the way down the block. I was like, fucking yes. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, I was. I just went nuts. And I'm like, okay. Right. So that happened. And some time, went, some time had passed before I actually called DNA. And the reason was, I wanted to have a hit song when I called. Ah, yes. smart. So that's how Judah James was born. Oh. Mm-hmm. Three months writing that song. And uh-huh. would I say that a lot of it was cut off of the song, rewritten, cut off the song, rewritten. And I, I can tell you this part, a lot of those things that were cut, uh-huh. made it on the album. Oh. Yes. So, I mean, I must have wrote the song three times, you know. Okay. And when I finally came up with Do the James, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to live with. I'll take this. I was working at McDonald's <laughs> at the time. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to record this song. Right. So, Rudd goes up to 1212 Studios, and he, that's where he met Paul C. Mm-hmm. Um, and started, you know, and did, he actually did a track and came back, like, listen to this. Now, Rudd was my DJ. Okay. And I'm the rapper, but Rudd had a professionally recorded song, edited and everything. I'm like, yo. So, everybody's running around, like, yo, this guy, you know, just made this hot song. Did you hear it? Everybody's talking about it, the project. Cool. Uh-huh. I'm sitting back like oh, I'm the rapper, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, got with Rugs, like, yeah, where'd you get that done? He's like, I got a 12 12 studio. So, okay, cool. Took me up there. I met Paul and we recorded. Mm-hmm. I like telling this part of the story because it's really cool. Uh-huh. It was $25. Yeah. Five bucks an hour to record. When I walked mm-hmm. in with Do the James. Right? Uh-huh. I had just uh-huh. that left from my McDonald's check. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I put to a side, 25 bucks. And I'm gonna go, I take one hour, I'm gonna go in here, we're gonna do this. But I had no idea all the extra work production now. When I say I wrote, yeah. it took me three months to write it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I, I, like the music was thought out, everything was laid out. I, I practically produced the entire track. Right. Took it in the fall. We engineered it. It took us maybe about four hours. Right. For 25 bucks, I paid for that song. Wow. Right. And this is because Paul thought the song was so dope. He goes, uh-huh. I don't have the money. Uh-huh. This shit is dope. Don't worry about the money. Wow. And and that's what we ended up doing. We, we recorded Do the James one shot. Uh-huh. Um, Took that song to DNA. Uh-huh. DNA thought it was a smash hit. Uh-huh. Signed us immediately to a label called City Beat, which was, I believe, him and another partner um, before we even got the, the additional deals. But uh-huh. um, that's how it all started. Wow, man. 
And the thing about it back then when we were recording, it was so much harder than it is now. Well, it, it, you know, equipment was ancient back then, you know. Right, exactly. I just want my, <laughs> I just want my listeners to know because I have a lot of listeners who are younger. You know, they just pop out songs within twenty minutes. It wasn't like right. that then. <laughs> Definitely not. So again, yeah. you know, twenty five bucks. I'm thinking I'm gonna go in and knock this out in an hour. And he was like, right, this is too dope, you know. So four hours in, you know. So it was a blessing. Like Paul C. Just thought that we were that good. And, uh, right. you know, Rudd did a scratching on it. And we, we knocked that song out four hours. And uh-huh. um, he did some techniques on it. You know, I always tell the story how Paul put a, a tom-tom mic on. It's like, no, we make it work. Uh-huh. Put a tom-tom mic on there. And just all these little techniques, man, that, that made that song do the change. Right. Was, but we produced it. He did a hell of a job engineering for sure. It's a great song. It's still, I was, you know, I was listening to your music today and I was like, wow, this stuff still, it doesn't seem dated. Um, it, it is still a great you song. Know it's what a mean? classic. Yes. It's, yeah. it's a classic hip hop record. And right. that's what happens to classics. You can hear them again and they'll right. still be just as hot as the first time you heard it, you know? And you can see where people were influenced by it because you guys were pioneers. You didn't have anyone before you. That's correct. So, that's correct. How did you have like when when you were in the um you know had your deal? There was no one to compare you with. So did they give you a lot of freedom to do what you wanted to do? Well, to be honest with you, um, I worked hard at exactly what I wanted to be as far as an MC. And what I mean by that is, mm-hmm. you know, um, at the time, let's talk about Lottie Dottie was out. Body, body, you like the body, blah, blah, you know. So I had that right. you know, run DMC, I think, um, two years ago, a friend of mine, you know. So that right. was that flow. And I said, man, this, I mean, I'm looking at these records like these are amazing. Right. But there's no way I'm going to compete with these guys unless I'm like completely different. Right. And my flow, you know. You know, the girls didn't give them suckers out of the moment of a lame flame, the constantly loving the phone. It's like, oh, 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 oh. right, right. <laughs> Where did this guy come from? And that's how the Star Super Lover C, you know, the Star Super Lover C in Castle World was born because we, I knew going in that I had to stand out. I right. wrote my lyrics, you know, I wrote the lyrics to, to stand out from the rest of them. And right. it, it worked. It was just like the, the process worked. Um, right, but the most interesting part, Trance, mm-hmm. is the fact that if you listen to music today, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. you take—I think I did this on Instagram. I posted where I took a song. Mm-hmm. I took actually songs that I uh, recorded, mm-hmm. and I put it to a new beat. You're right, and it went perfect. Wow. I think you. I think recently you did put that on Instagram, and also you did one where you they were passing the mic. Was that one of them? Um, no, the one where they were passing the records. Is that what you're talking about? Right. Yes, yeah. That was the. I think it was the. I I don't know what the name of the track. No. Uh, right. No trust. That was good. Was no yeah, the no trust track. So it was a DJ track. So somebody introduced me to that track. Oh, okay. And I took, yeah, somebody introduced me to that track. Um, well, actually, the video with the DJs. And I thought it was a cool video that they took the No Trust track and they, they all did their thing right. to it. 
And I said, you know what? This is dope with some lyrics. And I took mm -hmm. every song that I did, the cast of the girls that got them locked, and then something new. And I took uh -huh. all I took verses from all those songs to this one record that they uh -huh. this newer record that they were scratching. And it just tells you it's still timeless. Right. <laughs> No, no, it's true. And I, and I've, I mean, I've heard what you've done, you know, when you're, you know, back then. And then when, even when we worked together, I saw how you kept your thing, but you were able to go beyond. Does that make sense? That you were able to adapt and just like reinvent yourself. You've always yes. reinvented yourself. Over and over again, all the times. Um, and that's why I call my dark ages. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I, I call the dark ages. That's you know after I stopped making um, records, you know, right? Um, yeah, then and then, but you know, music was just part of it. And yeah, I decided, you know, also music was changing a bit too. Because you know, in the nineties, yeah, how music was it was a total it, different thing. You know, it got totally more, different. Yeah, so I tried to adapt to it a little bit. But what made Super Lover see Super the clean, the clean lyrics, you know, I didn't do all yeah. the name calling uh -huh. and things like that. And I just kept it clean and I did me, you know, and that's what works and that's what I stayed with. But by the 90s, and there was, the music changed. And there was one other thing too that you've neglected. You and Rod were pretty boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the women loved it. <laughs> yeah, we had we yeah we we were quite the uh, they called us the Romeos of rap, right? <laughs> yeah, we were the Romeos of rap, and, and we got you that name up. You have a song about that, right? Well, there's a song called Romeo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul C produced it. Uh, him and Rudd, uh -huh. you know, Rudd had I think assisted him on it, but it was a it was a great song, big song uh -huh. that really didn't get the love that got. But any hip hopper would tell you. Yo, that was a dope song. Right. So what was some of the what was some of the challenges that you faced in the industry? You don't have to tell me everything. I'm sure you're saving it for the book. <laughs> but um, can you give me one? <laughs> well, no, I can tell you, know, I can tell you some things. One of the things that challenging is not knowing the business. Okay. And that hurts because I know now. You know, mm -hmm. if I knew back then, it would be been a totally different, you know, game. But you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. You know, I look at first of all, we only have one video floating out there. Right, because you guys came out in '88, and it was that was like when it was really starting. Expensive. Yeah, I mean, videos. Expensive. Well, videos. Yeah, they were expensive, but videos were like twenty grand. You know, you, you right. had to have a record, a record deal. To, you know, shoot a video because that's what they were charging. Right. Um, but. Like I say, as far as knowing the business, mm -hmm. um, knowing about um, publishing, all those things that we had no idea about, it's what kind of mm -hmm. hurt us. The right. person who knew about it took advantage of it. Who is who? I'm sorry? I said the person that knew about it took advantage of it, you know? Uh, okay. Right. So they knew about the publishing. They knew about all these things. So I actually had a deal where it was actually a conflict of interest because the manager was also the record label and also the publisher. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which somebody intervened and stepped in and said, no, you can't do that. 
<laughs> however, however, like again, if I knew, if I knew then what I know now, right. that would have never happened, and and things probably would have a little different. A little different. Um, that happened to a lot of artists. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah it's definitely. Definitely. Who's that? You know, that's my, oh, that's my dog. <laughs> so, so it was one of those things where yeah, record the, the record labels. Um, I don't know if you heard the term. The, the term they use now is called culture vultures. I've heard culture vultures. Yeah, culture vultures. And basically, you know, they just knew what they can do with it, where they can make the money from it. And we had, um, right. but to be honest with you, I went into the whole deal mm-hmm. um, just wanting to make a record. I didn't care about that because it was one of those things to get your foot through the door. Right, exactly. Yeah, so once, yeah, so once my foot was through the door, then I said, hey, I'll deal with that stuff later. Right. Um, which I don't suggest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know your business. Yeah, know your business. Get into it. You know, take part of something. Know what you're doing. Um, right. But we we had opportunities uh-huh. um, for better management, co-management, things like that. And I found a lot of these things out um, later on. Right. And because the gentleman we signed with had so much control, he um, he actually kind of pushed people away. Mm-hmm. You know, he pushed people away. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening with that was, you know, we weren't really, we had no say so in it. But then you start okay. to look at, you know, so hindsight, you look at it, it's like, okay, well, we didn't have a video, we had all control. Yes, okay, so what went wrong here? Well, we can see it's laid out on the table now. You know, right. There's a lot of things that went wrong. But um, yeah. I'm going to conclude to say that the opportunity itself was going to fall over. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, it had to have been. So what was it like touring with that? Did you tour later during that time? Or did you tour when you're, um, that, I think, because you had an EP come out in 93, Blow Up the Spot? Right. Well, we, did, we didn't do the touring then. We did the tour early on. Early on? Um, okay. Yes. When we signed to... Mm-hmm. I think it's KB, DNA Records, DNA International Records with Electra, mm-hmm. uh, Sony Music. Mm-hmm. Um, wild pitching in mind. It was five, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, that time, mm-hmm. what went wrong? Um, uh-huh. we can't say it went wrong. We had those opportunities. We signed the record, right? <laughs> so, right. So, I mean, it, but some people, yeah. some people and, don't even get that opportunity. Yeah. And the thing about it, even today, if I even mention these songs, every especially anyone who knows hip hop knows it, right? You know, right. and I mean, I mean, I remember when we used to go to the clubs and everything. Everyone used to know you, and I was like, "Oh my, this is so cool!" <laughs> yeah, and just the re- and and the respect that you got. Yes. So I, I always admired that. I said, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, it was. Uh, so it was a it was hmm? it was a real cool journey. And I remember us recording. You know, the one of the, the songs that I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you remember when we did the do a little dance? Oh, God. You, you remember that do a little dance, make a little love? Get down tonight. What was it? Um did oh, I do the hook you, on it? Yeah. Yeah. 
God, I don't remember that. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think it's coming back. Oh. I think I remember um, it. It was. Oh, man. Do you remember to do a little dance? Make yeah. a little love. Yeah, and I, and did I, was, the low, I did the low yeah. voice on it. Exactly. Oh, man. Yep. God, I forgot about that one. Yep. It was amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, I remember. I remember the song that you um, uh, produced for Josie. Remember, First Lady. Yes, I have that. Oh, you still have it? Yeah, I have it on CD. <laughs> wow! So you got some of that. You got some of that. Uh, some NFTs, man. Come on. Let's come <laughs> yeah, there was, there was another one. We did. I did. Didn't I do a slow song with you? That you, I think you wrote it for me. Um, possibly. I mean, we did so much work together, man. Yeah, I just remember those times just staying up all night and just working till the sun came up, and I was like, ah, oh. and then heading to the club. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was, and we did a lot of performances, you know. For all right, you remember the yeah. one at Lennox Lounge? Yes, yes, <laughs> Lennox Lounge, man. <laughs> Almost forgot about that. Thank you. Lennox Lounge. That was yeah. when we did that. Um, um, maybe was that the time that we did that song? Do a little dance. Yes, that's exactly yes. when we. All did. right, we, now it's yeah. coming back. Yeah, we put that together just for that that event. Yeah, um, remember Henry? Was a good turnout. Henry shot it. Remember he filmed it. Mm -hmm. Remember people got a little a little too crazy. <laughs> uh -huh. And that and actually that was the first time that I met Rudd because he was there. And that was the first time I met him. Right. Oh, you met Rudd. Yeah, you met Rudd. Yeah, I, I met him there. And, I met him there. And my other buddies came too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that yeah. Man. And Harlem. You know, the Lennox Lounge is not there anymore. They tore it. They changed. It's, I'm sure it's gone. I think it's like a Starbucks or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They changed. I mean, come on, a Starbucks. Yeah, it's it's done. They just it's they didn't keep any of the what it looked like. Right. It, was, it was such a cool, cool venue. Yeah. So, what? So, tell tell me about this book. What's in it? You have a name yet? Not yet. I have like a hundred names for it. Okay. Now, when yeah. can we? When can we expect to purchase this or or anything like that? You have that information yet? Not, not yet. I want everybody to stand by. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to do. So I'm gonna have to do a follow up episode yes. when the book comes out. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, I'm still I'm still in the writing stage. So that's where I'm at with it right now. Right, right. So um so where where are you at now? Are you still doing music or what are you what's what's your life like now? So my life is totally different than music. Mm -hmm. You know, music is always going to drive right. my life. Right. So, you know, I currently, you know, I have a my son was 30 years old, who is uh, special needs. Oh, uh, CJ. Yeah. He's 30 now? Wow. 30, October 24th, man. God, he you was, know. I don't know how old he was the last time I saw him. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. But CJ is 30 years old now. And then, but I also take care of my mother at home. So, right. How's your my mom? mom? My mom is doing well, you know? Okay, good. She's doing well. Yep. So I'm a full time caregiver. Uh huh. However, mm hmm. You know, all these years that passed, I have jumped into so many different things. 
Right. Um, I had full flex studios here. You know, I'm uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, I also started designing websites. Okay. Yep. So I've learned over the over the course of all these years, I've learned how to do all these things. And the concept was really um I need to put myself back out there, but I want to make sure this time I have a website to go with. I, right. I know how to master a song. I can do this. And I had a full studio and I wrote songs and did a lot of but what ended up happening was my studio was so dope, by the way, uh-huh. that I had people booking it. Okay. <laughs> more, more than I was doing work for it. You know what I mean? Right. So I wasn't using it for myself. I was actually booking it out. And then I started doing work for others with websites, you know, things like that. Uh-huh. Um, so I took advantage of that. But it wasn't like it was a, that I didn't take uh, advantage of the opportunity. Like I had this equipment and I didn't use it. The thing about having the equipment was when I was recording everyone else and designing mm-hmm. everyone else's website, I was learning. Mm-hmm. When people start saying, hey, this is what I want. Can you do this? Can you do that? Oh, well, I didn't know how to do what I learned. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, full flex, I can go in and record, make that master a song, build a website, shoot a video, and X, Y, Z. So that's, that's great. That's crazy. So let me ask you a question. You know, the way the industry has changed so much now. So like, you know, I can be in my bedroom, record a song and release it the next day. It's, do you, do you think, because we're both from, you know, different areas. Do you think it's, uh, do you miss some of the things from the past on how things were developed as a way now it's like everything is kind of instant? Um, I, I'm actually a big fan, a huge fan of technology. Yeah. So, no, I respect where it's at now. Yeah. Yeah, I respect where it's at now. Like, you know, get in, get it done. Right. And, um, yeah. But I, yeah. but I also think that, you know, people take advantage of it, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. And, like, um, yeah, I, I do, too, because I'm thinking, like, you know, how hard it was just to record something back then. It was, like, you had to do all this thing. I mean, I actually, during the pandemic, I taught myself how to do certain things. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much do it here. And, um, or I'll just, um, you know, send the tracks somewhere else. And then, you know, you know, the back and forth thing. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think one thing I do miss is being in the room with someone and creating. Yeah. It's fun um, because... It's the feedback. It's the bouncing back and forth and yeah. idea sharing and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I miss that. And I used to love. I, I used to love doing that with you. We go back and forth, back and forth. And what I think one thing I love working with you. You knew what I could do, and you did what you did. And for some reason, it kind of worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know uh, what? It, yeah, because it was almost like it was like an odd situation, right? It was did, odd. Yeah. But it so worked, and that yeah. and, and, and that was all due to exactly what we just talked about. We were bouncing ideas back and forth. Right. How about this? How about that? Right. And um, I mean, you're super talented yourself. I used to always tell you that, man. Like you were so talented for no reason. Like why are you so talented? <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I was doing a whole neo soul thing, and then you know, and and I was like, when you said, oh, we should do something, I was like, oh. I said, I'm not hip hop. <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't have to be hip hop, you know? And that's why you put things together. Who but, ever uh, thought, you know, 
but you would give me these hooks and I was like, oh my God, I love it. It would just work. And I was like, wow. And I used to think about it too. Like I was, I would always like, I saw when the first time I saw you perform, uh -huh. I was amazed. Really? Are you kidding me? And then I got to share the stage with you after that. Now right. I was always excited. Like we were performing this weekend. But the thing about <laughs> it, was, it was like, no, but it was definitely the talent that you had because, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't one of those people that, you know, I'm just all hip hop. Right. I, I love music. Right. You know? Right. And even though you were doing the Neo Soul stuff, uh -huh. you were still just different to me. You know, it was just eclectic. It was like something totally different. Yeah, and, I, think um, I, was, I think I was a little too ahead of my time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and that voice, you know? Uh. <laughs> that voice was like just amazing. And that's what it was, man. That's exactly what it was. You know, working yeah. together, it worked because we, we, we both had two separate things that we brought together. Yeah. And it is thing. Yeah, and it worked. And you understood it. And then you understood me. And I was like, oh, that's cool, you know? So, but yeah, man. But, um, you know, I'm a huge fan. Always have been. And you're like a brother to me. <laughs> yes, sir. Always will be. I was excited about, I was excited about doing this thing tonight. Uh -huh. I we tried this. We tried this before. Yeah, because I had to. I had to stop during the summer. I just needed a break, and because mm -hmm. it's hard. I was doing. You know, I'm doing them every week. You know, it can kit. It's and I'm doing this booking and doing everything by myself. And it was like, I need a break. I was like, my head is like. And then I was doing other stuff. I started. I'm, I'm doing music again, by the way. Awesome. And um, I started up. Um, and um, so I'm trying to get that together and I have a film that's doing the festival right now that I'm in um so those things are coming in and some other stuff is coming so I needed to I just need to stop so but yeah but yeah you were supposed to actually you were supposed to be right after my birthday in February <laughs> yeah I remember that and then, and then it, it didn't happen I was like okay cool you know it, it'll happen but yeah. you know I had a lot going on myself Right. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. so it worked out perfectly. You sometimes not believe that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is good because I'm in a groove now, and I just came back to doing it after like I took the um, summer off, and um, I said, like, all right, let's do this again. So, but yeah, thank you so much, and you're definitely going to come back because I want to know about this book yes, and whatever projects, other projects you're doing. So, Soup, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And um, all the other good stuff. Oh, oh, let me say one more thing. Let me say sure. one more thing. Did you did you have the opportunity to see the K Slay one ten? See what? The K Slay one hundred ten and fees. No. Mm -mm. Okay, so you have to go to YouTube. Okay. And type in K Slay one hundred and ten. Okay. Um, what is it called? Yeah. Yeah, just put in K Slay one hundred and ten. Uh huh. And it's gonna bring up a video. I think I'm about twenty eight minutes in. So basically, K Slay the drama queen. Drama King. Uh -huh. um, he actually does. He takes all these MCs. Oh no, I saw that. Oh, you no, did I see saw it. that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, actually. You know what? I'm gonna I'm put the I'm gonna put it in the um episode for for everyone else so they can go and check it out. Check it out. Okay. Yeah, I definitely saw that. You were amazing. I just I did what I did, and I was like, <laughs> yes, you did. I came off the, <laughs> I came off that way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. You were amazing. I was like, damn. I was like, it's you just seem like you're getting better and better. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it gets you can only get, you know, 
life can only go one way, right? You get better. You know, yeah. The other way, you know, yeah. in trouble. So that's that's um that was so here's a secret. There's another one coming on the next one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Definitely. But, but yep, I appreciate you, man. We definitely gotta get back up so we yes. can talk about this book. And by the by the next time we get together, there will definitely be some tracks together because I'm actually working now. Yes, that's yep. what I want to hear. Yep. That's what I want to hear. But thank you so much, Soup. Thanks for being my my guest today. And until the next conversation, everyone, my name is Trans Smith. A conversation with a conversation with a conversation with Transmith. Come along and take a listen. The party's on, it's you that's missing. Tales to tell and no regrets. I'm here to tell you, you ain't heard nothing yet. A conversation with. A conversation with. A conversation with. Transmit.